0: is In the Know for Thursday, August 4th, the 216th day of 2022. There are 149 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K-105 on Litchfield's country station, 1039 Moose live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Plus, we will try and make you a winner with the water cooler question. Prove you're the smartest person around the water cooler. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. The is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good
1: morning. How you doing? I'm good. I've been busy this
0: morning. You have been? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes a person will ask you, and me, and uh, you even sometimes say this. You'll say, do you have a second Yes. You don't really mean a second when you say that.
2: It depends.
0: So your second is usually more closer to 20 seconds or 30 maybe. seconds, yeah. maybe even a minute. So, But when you really mean a second, then you should ask me if I have a zeptosecond. A zeptosecond is the shortest period of time discovered. And it's the amount of time it takes for a photon to cross a hydrogen molecule. A zeptosecond is one trillionth of one billionth of a second.
2: I think I'll stick with just, do you have a second?
0: You're sticking with the second? Yeah. But, okay, well, but technical me thinks, <laughs> well, okay, one, there's there's your second. <laughs> You've already used it all up. All He's right. the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Anchor Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley. And the sports! Morning, Sam. Morning, Mark. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. I saw a funny meme yesterday about gas prices. Um, someone, he says, says, some people say that gas prices are 50 cents lower, and some people say they're $2 higher. Know the difference. Right? They're 50 cents lower than they were at their height, thereabouts, but still... Uh, a lot of money for a gallon of gasoline. In case you haven't noticed, but looks like they're going to stay. Uh, they're going to continue to fall in the coming weeks. I guess depending upon what happens in the Gulf. That's good news, right? I would classify it as good news. Yes, <laughs> means you don't have to go to Fred Flintstoning and pushing yourself around <laughs> town by uh, pedal power. Or
1: I thought that's how we were. I mean, football. We we have. We have to travel quite a bit this year. I thought that's what we were going to have to do. You
0: have to go all the way to Graves County. Yeah, yeah is that right? Uh, don't. Get, it, it we're, does.
1: we're trying to stay positive and not think <laughs> about the the trip there. The pro is is that we won't have to go there the first week of the playoffs. Guaranteed. I was which say, a pro, it seems which like we positive. go
0: there twice as much as they come here. Yeah, but they, they've been here be,
1: twice. We've been there five. It's that's be the because fifth time.
0: they typically host the playoff game, and that adds, uh, adds a little extra. So, uh, football a couple weeks away. I guess two, two weeks, weeks tomorrow, two weeks in a day. Uh, unsettled and active weather heading into the weekend. While we have sunshiny skies, while we're doing the show with your with, if you're with us live, it will be uh, cloudier and potentially rainier as we get into the afternoon. Increasing shower and storm chances this afternoon. Multiple waves of heavy rain possible through Friday and then hot and humid weekend with scattered showers and thunderstorms are possible. Monday night and Tuesday morning, are going to have scattered showers possibly lingering into Wednesday. That means temperatures will be struggling most of the week to make it out of the mid-80s. So um, once you get into next week, we don't see 90s for a while, maybe until uh, the following weekend. Thunderstorms, 70% chance. We'll call it a high of uh, 85 today between the lakes. Tonight, a few storms early and late. And a low of 74 and then thunderstorms for tomorrow and a high of 86 for your Friday. And the uh, news headlines continue to come out of eastern Kentucky after the flood ravaged areas and uh, them trying to put the pieces together and also continue to survey what is damaged and what is not. One of the biggest problems that we're hearing about is looting. There have been multiple looters arrested in Perry County. As dozens of reports of looting are plaguing the region, Perry County Sheriff Joe Ingalls said that six looters have been arrested in his county alone. That's just like insult to injury. People, you know, are at their worst and then people are going behind them and trying to uh, loot and take things that don't belong to them. So no, that it was uh, an
1: issue in Western Kentucky as well.
0: A curfew has been instituted to help curb the theft in Breathitt and other counties, as well as some uh, cities in Eastern Kentucky as well. They are going through. They continue to do uh, a test of of infrastructure. Um, we'll talk about that in just a second. But the number, the fatality number yesterday, held at thirty seven which uh, was a a blessing, continued uh, it to go higher. And I think the missing number... Is down to three. Three, I I think the state police were running a missing persons number, and I think they got that all the way down to uh, to three, which is remarkable considering where they were just uh, a few days ago. There have been also some weird things, you know. Just these these are logistical nightmares. Uh, Every every disaster is slightly different because the geography is slightly different. Uh, The geography of eastern Kentucky their their roads were really uh, they're not what we think of uh, when roads and the way they Turn and the elevation change, and so they many of them are just gone. In addition to their their bridges, it they've knocked out a lot of their communication infrastructure. Cell phones were down for several days, so you wonder, well, how did they get the cell phone towers back up so quick, or how did they get the cell phone service? I saw a picture yesterday of one of those mobile AT and trucks that pulls into the region, puts mm-hmm. a, you know puts a telescoping mast like a, up, like they, an old TV. That's right. They have a generator, and suddenly your cell phone is is using that service mm-hmm. instead of using what you might have because you know they've got downed power lines or they've got um, they've got uh, fiber optic disruption or whatever it might be. There will also be these uh, pop up areas where if you lost your driver, because a lot of people they didn't you know depending upon when it, they couldn't go grab their wallet and get their driver's license. So the governor's working with various entities in state government to replace some of these documents. The Transportation Cabinet will be creating some special allowances. So I I think, you know, does this impact me directly? No, it doesn't. But it does give me information and give me, I guess, confidence or expectations that if I were ever the victim of a disaster, I would have say I would have learned something from this situation to know well. Here's what is likely to happen, and so from this side of the state, I kind of look at it and go, "Oh, all right." I see all the things that are it's, that are happening to try to help these people who are in desperate need. It's hit on each side of us. That's right. Yeah. That's right. In well, last year, technically, I mean, I mean, we did
1: get a little sliver there up what, in the Falls Rough you know, area. <laughs>
0: those in Falls Rough, I uh-huh. guess, were more in the more in the bullseye than than we were in other portions of of our county. State lawmakers, some of the lawmakers from eastern Kentucky, toured the area yesterday just trying to get a better feeling for how relief efforts are going and what is needed and where, and they will continue to keep an eye on that. I think they did a survey of all the bridges that are in that region that uh, were were inspected, 1,100 bridges in the affected area. They've inspected 84% of them. Of the 21 bridges that are still impassable, Four are state bridges, 17 are county bridges, so they'll be working to resolve that. I saw a video on CBS News yesterday of some residents in the area who had some heavy equipment. They just made a makeshift bridge. Like, the bridge was washed out. There was a creek that goes through that area. They just dammed up the creek so they could get in and out of (laughs) there, and they said, well, if the creek washes it out again, we'll just build it back until we can get a real bridge back in here. And so just the, the ingenuity of people that say, they just get you know they're resilient and they figure out a way to work around things. I also noticed uh, I heard Ryan Lemon mention about Eastern Kentucky University yesterday inviting some of the high school football teams in that region to come to EKU and live in their dorms and eat their foods and practice on their field. They have a, they have football games that start in 2 weeks. I mean technically scrimmages tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. You got teams that are scrimmaging and but the the whether they can play on their home field or not Probably not, but... I mean, some of them can, some of them can't, but they're still going ahead with practicing and, and drilling. And so Eastern said, just come live with us for a couple of weeks. It's on us and try and keep your season going. Moorhead State University is allowing their students from that region to check in early back think, on campus. I think
1: I read Western is it's doing the same Western thing. doing the same thing. I think I read that. I
0: thought that Eastern and Moorhead are more likely to have the mm-hmm. greatest concentration of students from, you know, southeastern I mean, Kentucky. But I would imagine even Murray, Western, U of L, UK—they've all got uh, oh, yeah. kids involved. So, anyway. I mean,
1: like the old thing says that really, Murray State is Western Kentucky, should be Western Kentucky University and Morehead State should be Eastern Kentucky University. That's
0: true, depending upon, I mean, just based upon the, the geography. geography. Yeah. All right, some headlines closer to home. The Grayson County Sheriff's Office is investigating a fatal accident that occurred early this morning in Millwood. Grayson County Deputy Justin Cockrell was dispatched about 340 this morning to the 300 block of Pleasant View Road to a report of a vehicle stationary in the roadway. The uh, Deputy coroner discovered a single vehicle accident involving a passenger car. The male driver from Caneyville was pronounced deceased by, uh, at the scene by Grayson County Deputy Coroner Larry Holman. It appears, marks of the scene, that the driver failed to negotiate a curve as he drove on Pleasant View Road. The vehicle entered ditch line, causing it to flip onto its top, where it came to rest partially in the roadway. So it's... Uh, we have continued to have more information for you later on that. A Butler County High School teacher has been arrested. The Butler County Sheriff's Office arrested 34-year-old Stephen McLean late yesterday afternoon. He was charged with first-degree sexual abuse a victim under the age of 12. He's being held in the Butler County Jail on bond, according to. Uh, The Kentucky High School Athletic Association, I would have presumed their website. He is a head volleyball coach at Butler County High School and may, uh, according to the social media presence, may be an assistant basketball coach at the high school and formerly was a player at uh, Butler County High School. There is a spokes – a a, uh, comment – Uh, at least a statement out of the Butler County High School School District that says, while there are no allegations of any misconduct by Mr. McLean as a teacher in the Butler County Schools, Mr. McLean is on a leave of absence as a precautionary matter. pending further developments. Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Medical Center released uh, information yesterday saying five Owensboro Health physicians have begun practicing here in Litchfield at the uh, Twin Lakes campus, bringing new services and expanding access to care in the Twin Lakes region. The new group of providers include a hospitalist, psychiatry, internal medicine, podiatry, and a general surgeon as well. So I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that but uh, additional uh, i always
1: love doctor's pictures
0: additional faces <laughs> just because of the white coat the, the,
1: the, that in the pose is um, i don't know it's just the they, hands uh-huh. hands over hands
0: uh-huh. that's a lot of white you know white coat mm-hmm. you know white white background just a lot of whoo, i, mm-hmm. I kind of needed off my face today we're messing with the lighting here in the studio today and I'm not sure if i like it or uh, or i'd or I don't. The Kentucky Public Service Commission has approved construction certificate for electric transmission facilities in Hardin County that will provide the electric infrastructure for the proposed electric vehicle battery plant to be located in Glendale. Kentucky Utilities Company filed an application March 31st seeking a certificate of public convenience and necessity to construct two 345 kilovolt transmission lines, 238 kilovolt transmission lines. And two associated substations in Hardin County. You know exactly what that is, don't you, Sam? Yep. All those transmission and kilovotes. <laughs> I'm and an ex- 1. expert. One point one
1: gigawatts, Marty. I We're going that. back to the future. Do they have flux capacitors there?
0: They do have <laughs> uh-huh. flux capacitors in there, so that's uh, that's good. I think if you want to build a battery plant, you probably need electricity.
1: I if mean, you, I mean, I'm and not... then
0: if you want to build and then if you want to build batteries at said plant, you probably need electricity.
1: I'm not an expert, but that probably is helpful
0: here's something i am not an expert on yesterday we were talking a little bit about voters in kansas and their decision to vote no on a constitutional amendment about uh the uh, availability of abortion procedures in kansas and i talked to you about what was likely the, the race to the courthouse back and forth and that a lot of states then would be having me take up, take up this issue because of Roe being overturned. That's what the Supreme Court said was the states have to figure it out. Now, Kentucky has been what I presume what I what I considered was to be preemptive. They had a trigger law that if something ever changed, then they had a trigger law that went into effect. And so I've have felt like that's what the two sides of the issue have been debating in the court system. You get an injunction, you get, you know, and then it gets overruled, and then on and on and on. But reading about Kansas yesterday, they had... Their legislature, which is uh, GOP dominated or GOP led, maybe not to the level of Kentucky's, but they had they had done it in the way of a constitutional amendment, and voters said said no, we didn't, we don't want the constitutional amendment, and so basically that's protecting access to the procedures uh, that uh, are are in question. Well. I've been hearing multiple stories that say Kentucky is in a similar situation with the constitutional amendment. And here's where I want to do – here's where I need to do more research to become more informed before I think I talk more at Liberty about it is that if Kentucky has a trigger law, so that means the legislature has passed something preemptively, that if something happens federally, then Kentucky will model different behavior. Well, but if it – if it, if there's a constitutional amendment involved, then what was the purpose or the point of the trigger law? And this is what I – this is where my lack of expertise is – I kind of go, well, it doesn't make sense. If we had a trigger law, then we also need a constitutional amendment, and so – I did a little uh, reading into it yesterday
1: because I – I, and what it says is – so now if the constitutional amendment is passed in Kentucky, then court orders couldn't go through and stop these laws. Okay. Because that kind of – it's only about – because like the last time we voted on a constitutional amendment, it was like 3,000 words. Marcy's and, Law. Yeah, and it, it was, was – nobody understood it. This one's about 20 words, so it's a little bit easier to, to understand, but uh, – it just says something about it's like to protect the right of human life. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, So so you'll,
0: so voters going to the polls though, will have a decision on this issue. And the reason I mentioned it on August the 4th is you'll want to do as much study as possible to be prepared for this because as Sam just mentioned, sometimes constitutional amendment questions can be tricky. And so you'll want to make sure that, that, your decision on the referen- or on the constitutional amendment question aligns with what you want and uh, according to Sam it sounds like maybe it's more, much more simple or straightforward but I guess that makes good sense the legislature passes a law and says here's how we're going to act until we can get the constitution to back us up but until then we're going to see these legal squabbles between the different sides of the issue So that, that's at that least how I understand that makes, and that, uh, that's a reasonable argument but when I was thinking I'm like well you know I guess it's been decided in kentucky but we but it hasn't because so long as they keep running back and forth to the courthouse getting one judge to say something different than the other the issue isn't settled and that really doesn't do anyone any good i mean regardless of where you are on the issue the confusion of are we or aren't we has to be resolved one way or another uk football media day yesterday mark stoops said in his 10 years it's the best first practice that they've ever had i don't know if that is a good omen i I hope it's a good omen (laughs) Um, of course it might be well they're all downhill from from here but they seem to have a good time yesterday Uh, they look like an sec caliber program so that's good this is powerful in the bottom right hand corner chris Oates. yeah seeing chris Oates uh in that team photo and with his position group yesterday has been uh is very inspiring and and uplifting and so uk football is just a few weeks away i guess Three weeks away, four weeks away, something like that. We get high school a couple weeks before we get college. I
1: think you're a month. A month away.
0: And then uh, the U.K. (laughs) men's basketball team will be headed to the Bahamas next week. We'll have coverage of those games for you. And new uniforms are out. Is this your first time seeing them? These are – I saw Cal's tees yesterday when they were folded up on the chair. This is my first look at – these are Bahamas only. They'll play Uh three games in the Bahamas. And so you get this uniform, one of each one. I I love the white ones. You do love the white ones? Yeah, I'm fine with the white ones. I'm a little bit more of a traditionalist. I don't mind the alternative – Uh, uh, Uniforms for a while. I I, I don't know that I like the black. I just, I don't. I know the kids do. I know the players do. I I I don't don't necessarily
1: like those black ones. But I'd like black.
0: Black's not a school color. But, you know, neither is anthracite. So, So. I I don't know. They just cheer back and forth blue and white. They don't say blue, white, black, anthracite. No, it's just blue and white. They look cool though. Yeah, they do look. They look good for Bahamas. They look good for summer basketball, without a doubt. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Colonel Debbie Childress is here. We're going to talk Grayson County Alliance and tell you about the Where's Quacky that begins on Monday here on In the
1: Know.
0: Today is Hooray for Kids Day. It is U.S. Coast Guard Day today, and it is Chocolate Chip Cookie Day today. Chocolate chip cookie, still America's favorite cookie. I got to tell you, though, I feel like in my lifetime, like in the last 10, 15 years, macadamia nut has made, has come on strong, but...
1: It's not better than chocolate chip, it's though. It's very
0: good, though. I'm just telling I, you... It's not denying... I mean... 80% of my life, if you'd said, what kind of cookie do you want, I'd said chocolate chip. As long as you're not going to say oatmeal raisin. No, like no, I would never say that. But now I'm kind of conflicted. I just go, well... Oh, you got macadamia nut? Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I might have one of those. So I'm just telling you, it's, my loyalties are still to chocolate chip, but uh, macadamia nut is good. Today is also the day we say good morning and welcome back to Colonel Debbie Childress, the director of the Grayson County Alliance. <laughs> good morning. dear friend, our neighbor, and uh, it's wonderful to see you. Welcome back.
2: Oh, I'm glad to be here.
0: Uh, we're in very good company. I see uh, you brought uh, Quacky with yep. you, and to, it. it I had a moment of hesitance day before yesterday. I think about I did. I, well, I was I wasn't sure about Quacky's pronouns. I said I'd never <laughs> turn Quacky over to verify, but I I, I called Quacky a he, and I Trust want to make me, sure you're right. Okay, you correct. I just, I just didn't you're want correct. to be insulting. He would, he
2: would correct you. I if I didn't you want were to wrong. be
0: insulting no. to Quacky in any way. So it's good to see him. And and you, and uh, we're excited about the ducking hunger regatta season, which we're about to, about to enter. But first, I want to ask you, you had yesterday a produce-only distribution at the Grayson County Fairgrounds. How did that go?
2: Fantastic. It was extremely difficult in the humidity and the heat, but we had 30 volunteers that helped us serve 420 families over 12,600 pounds of fresh produce.
0: Was that a little bit? Uh, last minute or did I just learn of it last minute?
2: Uh, we got last minute notice on that but we're thankful for our partnership with uh, the PD and uh, the fairgrounds. They they let us be there if there's no conflict uh, and so we're super, super stoked to do another one.
0: So those produce distributions you know I, I guess you we learn about them not long after you learn about <laughs> Most them. Days. Because my guess is, is that there's an abundance or a surplus of produce somewhere, and it's not the type of thing that you can warehouse – Oh, no. And so it's like it's like in your own neighborhood. You know, if you suddenly end up with dairy products or or, or your refrigerator doesn't work, you start saying, well, who can use these right. things right. before they go bad? And that's what you kind of give an, an all-call to people and say, here you go. We've got these produce. And I am certain that the families you serve are very grateful.
2: Oh, every car was, thank you. I'm sorry it's so hot today. We appreciate it. That's going to help me this way. And it's just a blessing because uh, it's really feeding our Friends and neighbors, and the produce distributions are not marked with income guidelines. It's needs based, and to know that that much fresh produce is going into our community to impact the health and wellness of our friends and neighbors is such a blessing.
0: Did you have any rutabagas?
2: No, but uh, we did have eggplant.
0: I was, that and was spaghetti gonna be, squash. that was gonna be guest number two was eggplant. Eggplant, you and eggplant. spaghetti swa-
2: squash were mm-hmm. unusual for
1: us. It's one of my dad's favorites, but my mom's allergic, so he, to he never gets
0: it. Yeah, my mom's allergic to eggplant. Eggplant mm-hmm. parm. Does he like eggplant parm? Yep. Anytime yeah, anytime we
1: would go to an Italian restaurant, he'd get to order it because he can't have it at home because mom's allergic to it. Mm.
0: I, I only Come have try. one
2: allergy to a vegetable like that. It's lima beans, and it's more of an aversion.
0: I'd give them out, though. Yeah. That's well of course of course you would. I guess that would be the thing is you can't be like oh, we got it we got to we got yeah, to put these in like the hands of, in the hands of people in addition to you having um ramping up you're kind of in between what I like to call some of your bigger events between the um between your art in the park and then you got your ducking hunger regatta and then you got your empty bowls it's like during the winter and so you got these marquee milestones that you do and your Kind of in between those two, you're about ready to launch another one, but this year between those two peers, you're also dealing with a big renovation project over yes. at the Alliance. So how's that going?
2: Well, did I mention it's hot this summer?
0: I you you alluded to it, you touched <laughs> well, on it briefly.
2: Uh, we are working in. Uh, just like a fourth of our regular size warehouse with the renovation going. And uh, we haven't stopped services. We've just modified things, and our volunteers are great, our staff's great, and we're getting the job done. But the renovation is such a thrill to watch happening. We're getting primer paint today, and so that that, that gets real when you start seeing paint go on the walls. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful season for the alliance. After 21 years of serving our community, we will finally have not just our own place, which we've had for the last six years, but we will have a space that has air conditioning, that includes our client service areas, our new kitchen, our offices, and a place that we can just meet with people on a new level of dignity and respect because we truly do respect our clients and we want to elevate our services, what we offer, how we offer it, and the renovation is so gonna help us meet those needs.
0: Have you been have you had cold storage equipment in an area of the warehouse that's not climate controlled?
2: Uh yes. <laughs> All of it.
0: Okay. So I mean I, I thought that to be the case. So I was just I was just marveling at how inefficient it must be to operate yeah. cold storage where just on the outside of the cold storage it could be 100 degrees, 100 degrees mm-hmm. because it's 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 basically like hitting sitting outside but in the shade right because it's not climate controlled so my guess is is that in addition to having this renovation, you will also gain some efficiencies in operating. Instead of wasting money on electricity, it's more efficient to keep your cold stuff cold.
2: Well, it will be on the client side of the building. So one half the building, that, that'll that impact the back gotcha. of the warehouse will remain where the bulk of that is. Uh, and we just run fans incessantly. You know, it's just constant roar of fans.
0: Which still requires There's electricity. Energy, yes. So maybe some volunteers would be good. You could have some treadmills. People could come out and run and turn those fans over we, to yeah, keep the we, air circulating. We've got Save some, electricity digital that. productions crew members that could just be doing what that. What I was mm-hmm. thinking, just There's put people over there just and get my so neighbors it's involved. Twofold, you get some exercise and you help mm-hmm. out the Alliance at the same time. <laughs> now another great way you can help out the Alliance right now is by uh, gearing up for the ducking hunger regatta. It's just over what I guess it would be four weeks Four weeks from Monday, I yes. guess, is what it will be. Five mm-hmm. weeks from this past Monday, it's the annual Ducking Hunger Regatta, and it will be, uh, it was last year, but it will be again this year at the uh, Litchfield Aquatic Center. How many years, we, how many years have we been doing this? is our seventh year. Seventh year of the Ducking Hunger Regatta. And if you've never seen the Ducking Hunger Regatta, it's a culmination of uh, four weeks of activity, of uh, of quacky and to see all to see quacky and all of quacky's first and second and third cousins at the litchfield aquatic center that day just splashing it up like they're the last <laughs> ones to get to use the aquatic <laughs> center for the season mm-hmm. it's just it's a marvelous event debbie
2: well it's a fantastic way I- i'm telling you if you're if you're struggling with having fun you get involved in the uh, the Ducking Hunger Regatta, whether it's by playing Where's Quacky that we're going to talk about today or becoming a sponsor and Quacky comes to your business or just uh, sharing what we're doing. This is fun. These little rubber
0: ducks are fun. When you see the uh, totes, the, 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 the containers full of these little ducks that you've adopted for the regatta, when you see them all get dumped into the water <laughs> at the same time, yeah. listen, I don't care who you are. It'll put a smile on you. You could be the biggest curmudgeon in the world. When you see that happen, you'll smile.
2: Make your heart grow You're three just, four times just,
0: size. Just no way. There's just no way to avoid it. But the most important thing, though, is that the ducks need to be adopted because one duck... The adoption of one duck has a huge impact. How many people, how many meals can we serve just by sponsoring one duck?
2: It's equivalent of about 40 meals.
0: 40 meals.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And is that, are the ducks $5? $5
2: each. That's it. So
0: you're telling me that if I, it's, it's the same thing in me giving you $5, mm-hmm. you can turn that into 40 meals?
2: I can. I can. And then you would have a chance to at uh, a $1,000 cash prize, and that's several gallons of gas.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) right, and getting a little better every day. Uh, So um, this is a great idea for individuals. It's a great idea for businesses, for civic groups, for teams, for clubs, for fellowship groups. Get together collectively, sponsor. There there are only 2,000 that can be sponsored. They're $5 each, and it's very important that all the ducks get sponsored And it's also easier than ever. What's on my screen, Debbie?
2: Oh, yeah. This is a QR code. So anybody watching right now on Facebook could put their phone up to it with their camera and uh, cover this QR code. And it would send them straight to our online ticket portal.
0: I'm trying it right now.
2: And uh, it's it works. It works. That was easy. Yeah, when it comes up on your phone, you click inside your picture and it takes you to the screen.
0: I got it. I'm just right there and get tickets. All I have to do is click the link and I get tickets to the Ducking Hunger Regatta and you just sponsor. And really, get five ducks. You've got $25, right? Just 10 ducks. You've got 10, you might have 10 grandchildren. Just yeah. get a duck for each of your grandchildren. And we'll so put them in
2: the grandkids' names. We'll put them in individual names if you want to do them that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that way the kids can have a little competition. Uh, when they're watching uh, the Ural's production online, they could be having a little watch party and uh, be promoting their own ducks. And it's a great way to be involved and in a very important mission. The last two years have been hard on us.
0: Sure. And
2: yeah. we are now seeing people return to request services that we haven't seen before 2019,
0: and I would imagine when when operational costs like gasoline and things and utility costs go higher and higher, then that just creates a big void. You know, the, those those are things you don't have control over, right. and so now all of a sudden you find yourself uh, in a, in a deficit and, and needing more help. The uh, one of the great things about the Ducking Hunger Regatta, in addition to the amount of, of meals that it will provide, the affordability of it, the fun factor of it, getting to participate and seeing who wins there on Labor Day at the at the regatta. But one of everybody knows I'm a huge fan of the Olympics. Like, I love I love the Olympic Games, and I love the idea of how. The Olympic torch makes the rounds. It the Olympic torch visits so yeah, many sure. countries before the before the cauldron is lit at the Olympic Games. And the fact that Quacky tours the area for four weeks leading up to the ducking hunger regatta, stopping off at all these wonderful milestones in the community, I think is just bravo. Matter of fact, it may be the thing I admire most about Quacky is his ability to find all the best spots in Grayson County to visit.
2: He he's liable to show up anywhere. He's uh, very much an investigative duck. He he likes to see little nuances in places that you might be not notice at first without uh, knowing that he's been there. He got a little tricky
1: last year too.
2: Uh, listen, this is a tricky duck, and he has been busy again this year. There's a couple that were challenging that were that will be challenging. I promise. Hmm. You may even have to give a hint at some point. No, hmm.
0: interesting. I did notice. Um, Has Quacky been tempted to go back to school this week? I've seen Quacky at various back-to-school events.
2: Yeah, Quacky's been uh, helping me. He got to go to the high school, and it was fun to meet with those folks and talk to students that may be part of our uh, job shadowing or co-op opportunities this year and meet them and kind of vet them a little bit and uh, just meet with the families and let them know we're here to help.
0: He was at the We Love Litchfield event, showing much love for Litchfield and surrounding communities. So uh, if I'm not a QR code person, And I need to sponsor a duck if I want to sponsor Quacky's third cousin twice removed. (laughs) Uh, And I can't do it with a QR code. Do I have another option?
2: You do. So there are a couple ways. Uh, Use the QR code to get the website. Or you can go to the GC-Alliance, our website, and there's a pop-up screen that will take you to a site to buy tickets. You can also reach out to us at the food pantry, 270-259-4000, and uh, connect with us. And I can do tickets right at the office. Uh, we we decided to go to this online uh, ability because it's the best way to get the broadest reach into our community. And but there is that uh, ticket option right directly to me.
0: And if you see Debbie coming with Quacky underarm, <laughs> just get your wallet out just just yeah, get, get it ready. out and hand her a ten dollar bill or a twenty dollar yeah. bill or. Because I am determined, all these ducks. This is the year. Need to, all these ducks need to have homes. If you're if you're an employer, like if you're at Cormark today and you got your team out there together, just get your squad together and get ready to sponsor ducks. I don't. I don't. If you're at Owensboro Health, Twin Lakes, if you're there, get get ready to sponsor ducks. We're gonna sponsor all the ducks, Debbie.
2: That's right, and they could even do it in house. They could take a name and phone number and the money. I'll <laughs> come by. And I'll return the list with their duck number on that list for those people to know which duck they're rooting for. Uh, I, I just I'm like you, Mark. This is the year. Uh, Two thousand ducks adopted would mean eighty equivalent of eighty thousand meals for us, and uh, the impact is so great. The Alliance is trustworthy. We've been here twenty-one years, serving our community. We will be here in the future. We will be that. Person to be the connection to help our community elevate. So it's feeding, teaching, and empowering our families. And do it with us.
0: You'll stop by break rooms too, won't you? Oh, absolutely. You're not beyond it. You'll stop I'm by not, break not. rooms <laughs> and, and Quacky and, likes to visit and, people. and get duck sponsored. I know, Debbie. We love you. Good to see you as always. Thanks for coming in. We can't wait for Where's Quacky Day number one on Monday. Yep. All right. We'll see you soon. That's Debbie Childress from the Grayson County Alliance. Where's Quacky starts Monday here on In the Know. I'm hey. Today's Did You Know is brought to you by ECTC Litchfield Campus. That's right, Elizabethtown Community and Technical College, Real College for the real world, it's close to home, convenient, affordable, and smaller class sizes. Their next eight-week advantage begins August fifteenth. It starts in eleven days, and you can register now. That eight-week advantage is a great way to knock out your education. Shorter time frames for those in uh, for those particular classes. Also, there's a very unique thing. I was talking about workplaces uh, a few minutes ago. The Workforce Solutions Community Education. Introduction to Computers, ASL, and a wide variety of customized training. By that, I mean like boutique training. So if you're a large employer and you have a specific skill set or education that needs to be created, you can work with ECTC Litchfield to try and create that training and that education so that we have a more diversified and skilled workforce. So just one of the neat things that uh, our friends at ECTC Litchfield can talk to you about. Did you know KISS... Well, let me first make a statement. Don't, if you're in Sweden, don't ask people if they want to kiss, because did you know, kiss means pee in Sweden. In the Swedish language, kiss means pee. So don't don't ask. Just just be just. Sweden's been getting a lot of mentions on the show recently. Just be. Well, I haven't mentioned the Swedish bikini team. Oh, I just mentioned uh-huh, it. There uh-huh. you go. Well, you were
1: talking about IKEA yesterday. Oh, IKEA.
0: Uh, that's true. Then Swiss Miss. Uh-huh. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> Swedish just, meatballs. This, oh, uh-huh. The Swedish chef. Big orange, big bars, big booth. Here we go. Nail Here's it. today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last 30 days and you're 18 years of age or older, you qualify to win by texting your answer to 270 259 270 the question is this. 75% of us do this even though we're told not to. 75% of us do this even though the it, the instructions tell us not to. Ow. Two seven zero two five nine six thousand. Text the answer. Seventy five percent of us do this, even though the instructions tell us not to. Do you? Uh, no, I do not. So you're in the twenty five percent. I'm a rule follower. Sam.
1: Is is she? Which percentage <laughs> is she in? Is she a rule follower? <laughs> is she in the seventy five or, or the twenty five?
0: Yeah. Mm. I got to be careful about the answer to both those <laughs> things. <laughs> I think she is in the 75%. Ellen Pompeo will reduce her Grey's role in season 19. She is going to star in a Hulu limited series. Is this okay? Are you fine with less Ellen Pompeo on Grey's Anatomy?
2: Not really. No. No. I mean, she is the backbone of that show.
0: She plays Meredith Grey. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So it's kind of named for her. She probably needs to hang around. But, all right, so what's a greater void? Mark Harmon from NCIS or Meredith Gray from Grey's Anatomy. Meredith Gray. It's not called Jethro Gibbs, you know, NCIS. It's just called NCIS. But I can imagine as much as we miss Mark Harmon playing Jethro Gibbs on NCIS, there is a void created if Ellen Pompeo is not in Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. There would be. Ronda Rousey is suspended indefinitely from the WWE after attacking a SummerSlam official. Well, here's where I'm confused. There's lots of attacking Mm -hmm. officials and other people in WWE that other people you don't get suspended indefinitely for. So, what, did she break script or something? And I would assume <laughs> so.
1: I mean, you're talking to the wrong person about wrestling.
0: The I... 35-year-old mixed martial artist was upset the referee missed a tap out and as a result lost the title match against Liz Morgan. Did they forget to tell her that, that she it was, was all... all rigged?
1: It's not I... fake. It's real. It...
0: The out... How about the outcomes are pre-known? Is that better? The outcomes are pre known. Did they not tell Ronda Rousey this? Is like she been masquerading in the WWE thinking people were really getting hit in the face with a folding chair? I I don't know. I don't know the answer either. That's why I'm I'm turning I just don't know. Listen, everybody should get suspended from the WWE if those are the rules. I'm just I'm I'm just saying. 3183 Nose, stick Q-tips in your ear. Stick no. Q-tips oh. in your ear is the answer. Thirty-one eighty-three. Congratulations, first to know the answer. You don't.
1: How, how do you clean your ears?
2: It, it, he does. I promise he cleans his ears. Mm-hmm.
0: It involves a fire hydrant, a high-pressure hose,
2: and an attachment.
0: Yep. There you
2: go. I don't. Typically use. I mean, I may occasionally, but I don't think.
0: My so. granddad fussed at me. He said, "You stop it. So it's not just that it says it on the box; it's if granddad tells you, you don't, know, you don't do it. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. By the way, I know somebody that picked up a duck during the last break. I hope some other oh, people will grab yeah. ducks during the break too. <laughs> Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today. Notice how depending upon the size of the circle you run in, you either look like a completely insane person or just a person out for a run. That is true. If You're running around a track. So if you just go out, out in the parking lot and you just run a circle that's as big as this table, you look insane. Mm-hmm. But if you just double the size of that circle, you start to look a little more normal. If you run around the building, you're not as crazy. If you run around the building and say, oh, he's exercising. Mm-hmm. Although it would seem a little, seem. you see how just the size of circle you run in yeah. might be an indicator of mm-hmm. your, whether you've gone around the bend. Well,
1: it's or, like running around the track at the high school. You I have that? been known
2: to walk circles in the living room just to get my steps to where I want them.
0: Do you even at least go all the way around the furniture or just stay within? No, nope,
2: the, just the, the very center.
0: Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, if you're only a hundred steps or so away from,
0: I got and you want to go to bed, I got it, Sam. I know at least your mama got a duck during the. She did. Do you know if she's named her duck? That I don't yet? know. Okay. That oh, I don't she's, know. She's,
2: It'll be something clever. She,
0: by the way, um I, th- I think we got um we have friends at Leggett and Platt. I know Leggett and Platt. They need to sponsor a bunch of ducks too. Uh, there's an accounting firm, Buckles, Travis, and Hart, over on West White Oak Street. And you know anybody they, there? They need to sponsor a bunch of ducks. And listen, you all depo- disappointed me last year. I'm going to let you blame it on COVID, but all the ducks weren't sponsored last mm-hmm. year. And when I found out,
1: I almost quit the show. Remember yeah, that day, Sam? I do. I thought it was going to turn
0: into the Sam Gormley hour, and nobody wants, no, and nobody wants that. <laughs> today's, today's, I'm not sure about that. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1944, 15-year-old diarist Anne Frank was arrested with her sister. In 1830, the plans for the city of Georgia were laid out. In 1977, President Carter signed a measure establishing the Department of Energy. Um, Michael Phelps won the 18th (laughs) Olympic gold medal of his career as the United States won the medley relay in the London Games. That was 10 years ago today. Birthdays today, actor-comedian Richard Belzer is 78. Billy Bob Thornton is 67. Barry Obama is 61 today. Michael Gelman is 61. Roger Clemens is 60. Jeff Gordon is 51.
1: That's a
0: busy birthday day. Yes, it is. Meghan Markle is 41 today. The Duchess of Sussex. No, she's no longer that. Didn't she give that up? It just says Britain's Duchess of Sussex. The former actor, Meghan Markle, is 41. I don't know. I...
1: Isn't she pregnant again? Isn't, isn't, she, isn't there another?
0: Mm, she might have procreated. I don't know. Well,
1: they, <laughs> she, they have one.
0: Yeah. Actors Dylan and Cole Sprouse <gasps> are 30 today. I, I,
1: definitely. Sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yes. like
0: That has to be, you know. Yes. Gosh, they're 30? <laughs>
1: Well, I guess when you think about it, I'm not that far away from 30. Three so.
0: to the zero. Mm-hmm. Gone not forgotten. Britain's queen mother, Elizabeth Angela Marguerite, born in 1900. You know, she didn't pass until 2002. She lived to be 102. Louis Armstrong, or if you go by what he refers to himself in the song, in Hello, Dolly, Louis Armstrong, born in 1901. Old Satchmo. He's pr- the primary Gomba not forgotten.
2: What a well, wonderful thank you,
0: world. Carolyn! Oh, by the way, so Carolyn, she Carolyn, when she wished me happy birthday last Friday, mm-hmm. she mentioned the show in her birthday wishes to me. So, well, thank you. That was nice of Carolyn. Let's go to chart toppers, 1952. Did I mention 1952? <laughs> Vera Lynn, "A Jane, Sweetheart." Was that goodbye? I feel in German. Hi. Espanol. Muy poquito. Very small. Let's go to 1961. And uh, song, it's an autobiographical song written by Mark Buckles. It's called, uh, it's by Brenda Lee. It's called Dum Dum. Dum Dum. Uh, uh-huh, uh, dum dum, dum dum, dum dum, diddly dum. Oh yeah, dum dum, dum me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's go to Stevie Wonder. Science sealed, delivered number one Ooh, in 1970. Like a fool, Stevie I'm Wonder, science sealed, delivered. I'm yours.
1: we need to do to all the ducks,
0: right? Let's go to Donna Summer, Bad Girls in 79, 88, Make Me Lose Control, Eric Carmen, Mo Money, Mo Problems, Notorious B.I.G. in 97, Me and You, Cassie in 06, Cheerleader Omi in 2015. There are your chart talkers for today. MB's Pearl of Wisdom comes from a Jewish proverb that says, I ask not for a lighter burden, but for broader shoulders. I ask not for a lighter burden, but for broader shoulders. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here next time for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B I'm MB, and now you're in the know.